Hi, this is Deborah Holchip, editor of Michigan Today. In this episode of Listen in Michigan, my guest is Frank Carollo. He is the co-owner of Zingerman's Bakehouse, the place that makes all the delicious bread on all your delicious Zingerman sandwiches. Plus magic brownies and cookies and hummingbird cake and hunka hunka burning love cake and all kinds of delicious stuff. So uh, Frank and his partner Amy Emberling have been working together for many years and it is Zingerman's Bakehouse 25th anniversary. So to celebrate that anniversary and all the adventures they've been through together, Frank and Amy co-authored a Zingerman's Bakehouse cookbook, which is available to you now. It's a beautiful book, lots of instruction, beautiful photographs, and great stories about the history of the bakehouse. So without further ado, let's go see what's cooking over at Zingerman's Bakehouse. Here's Frank. For 25 years, if you are outside at about 10.30 in the morning, uh, there's a part in the baking process where you open the damper and let the steam out of the oven. And at 10.30, you'll smell rye. And at 11.30, you'll smell Italian bread. And so you can be outside and know what's going on inside. Uh, I think the aromas are really amazing. The you know crumb structure is exciting to a baker. The texture of of what we bake is important. And of course, most important at all is the flavor and the lasting flavors you have in your mouth after you take a bite and swallow. Now I understand you went to school to be an engineer, so I'm just curious about how your engineering training, like what, when did the light switch go off and you decide, I don't wanna do engineering, or I'm gonna be an engineer in a bakery? Like, well, that's a, that's a great question. Uh, so I graduated in 1976 with a bachelor's in engineering science and I was accepted to get a master the master's program for bioengineering and uh, so my last term in uh, before getting my undergrad degree I got a job in a restaurant as a cook a light went on in my heart where I was making food and getting paid for it and uh, there was an incredible joy in doing that work. And, you know, I kind of look back uh, growing up in a Sicilian and Austrian family where food played a big mm -hmm. role. And most of my childhood uh, in my mind is sitting around a table with 20 relatives in someone's basement, an aunt's basement, and we're celebrating something and sharing food. And so food played a big role and so making food was sort of equal to love in my head and so it, it unlocked a passion that I didn't really know I, I had. So I can continued in the food business and now it's been going on 42 years. It's, it's kind of a good thing that you didn't know what you didn't know basically? Like oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> had I known, you know we have a about 140 people working. There are five different things that go on in the bakery. We have the bread bakery, the pastry kitchen, the cake studio. We have now a retail store attached to the bakery and the baking school and 140 people and 365 days a year. And we go around the clock. So uh, yeah, it never, never stops. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, you know, we, we started making a few dozen loaves of bread a day for one customer, Zingerman's Delicatessen. And, you know, I, I had hoped that we would be successful enough that other people might want to buy from us. So I was uh, from the start trying to imagine how making 20 loaves of bread, how we could do it if we needed to make 
50 or 100 mm-hmm. or 200 and then on and on and it gives me joy working with my hands is very very joyful it's and it's such a kind of an ancient art too i mean it dates back to like <laughs> the beginning of yeah time, it's more I than think. more than 8000 years of uh, the sourdough process for sure and so the you know the guys uh, the men and women who stand in front of the oven with the peel on a 10 foot handle that pose has been going on as you said for more than 8000 years feel connected to humanity you right. know like it's just as long it's so cool well you you can tell a story from the way bread feels like and of course if you shape it properly then you put it mm-hmm. on its path to becoming a, a great loaf of bread and that's a really important part of the process. Uh, I love your guys' mission statement, so I was wondering if you would just, you know, say it out loud. Well, for the Bakehouse, it's we are passionately committed to the relentless pursuit of being the best bakery we can imagine. Uh, In 92, if you could look back in time, the deli was 10 years old, and Paul and Ari had spent those 10 years really traveling around the country and, and all through Europe looking for great producers of traditionally made and delicious food. And they had a real desire to improve the quality and consistency of the bread uh, because bread was a really uh, important component of having a successful delicatessen. Mm -hmm. So Ari had sort of made up his mind that he wanted to figure out a way to start a bakery. And he heard about uh, Michael London, a baker from upstate New York, Prior to tasting his breads, we had never, never ever tasted bread that all by itself had flavor that was so satisfying that we didn't feel like we needed to do something to it. Prior to that, you'd spread butter on toast or peanut Mm -hmm. butter or dip it in olive oil or pasta sauce, but really never just eat the bread by itself. And these breads we tasted, you know, they were visually unlike anything we had seen before, really beautiful. And then the flavor blew us away. And so that made us want to pursue him as the consultant who helped us get started. Good call. One of your tenets or one of the things that you say always to the workers is remember, this is someone's loaf. Yeah. I love the names like of, of the different items. Hummingbird cake and hunka hunka burning love cake, yeah. which used to have another name. It used to be called the voodoo love cake. <laughs> Before that, it was chocolate cake. And then, you know, I, I'm trying to think it was probably the mid 90s. And we realized that, you know, we use ingredients that are superior to other bakeries, but they make a chocolate cake. So we just thought we needed to put fun in our names as well and also distinguish them from all the other baked goods that are out there. And so for many things, we started trying to put fun names on there. My mother, who grew up in Austria, many of the Hungarian items, it was the Mm -hmm. Austro-Hungarian monarchy for many centuries. And so I had poppy seed strudel that we called it as a little kid. I've eaten that for nearly 60 years, and now we make it in our store, and uh, makes me very, very happy. Let's talk about this book, because it's so pretty. It's like a coffee table book, but it's a cookbook. So who should buy this? Who did you write this book for? We've spent the last 11 years teaching people to bake at home, and uh, this has a collection of 65 of 
sort of most of our greatest hits, if not all of them, and then some special recipes that Amy and I wanted to add that we think are important to us and our community. But there are many, many uh, recipes that if you've never baked a bread or a pastry before are very, very accessible. And then there are a handful of recipes that might have four or five different stages to it and take a little time and a little work and a little planning. But I think anyone can execute them in their home kitchen. Many of the qualities that you need to be a successful engineer, you know, systems, organization, process, and manufacturing now, just-in-time delivery, all those things are things that I did naturally from the beginning. And if you uh, manage to organize it and find the way to make it the same every day rather than every day doing things differently, you can deliver a good experience all the time for people. And in baking, you know, I learned from a guy who's kind of a genius and I learned to do it in a scientific way. And that's yep. what, you know, the process that we teach in the book about, you know, reading uh, the recipe more than once, assembling, make sure before you start you have all the ingredients weigh everything out not measure but actually get a little digital scale and weigh all the ingredients into separate containers and have them all in front of you and then begin we try to give you a process where you can avoid those unfortunate things and sometimes you have to put your cell phone down once you get started needing and uh, don't let yourself get distracted. And the thing uh, to me about baking is there's fermentation going on. And if I can talk about bread baking for a while, so you'll be active for an kneading process that might take 10 minutes from start to finish. And then the dough needs to sit and the little microorganisms have to go to work. And there's sometimes as long as it can be overnight, it can be 12 hours, or it could be an hour in some of the uh, more simple basic breads. And that gives you a chance to rest, reflect. I find it a, I just find it a really wonderful work to do. It seems really nice, you know. Now, um, the book also contains a couple, some little stories about some of your uh, attempts at greatness or ideas you had that didn't necessarily work out. So talk about some of your most famous flops or debacles. I saw there was one about um, the Detroit street topping that didn't go so well. Well, it's just, it's hilarious that a combination of uh, fennel, sesame, and poppy seeds that we sprinkle on top of breads, and I thought we would sell hundreds and hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of these. We just came through the holiday, and our busiest day of the entire year, we might have made two dozen rather than hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. <laughs> so after 25 years, it just, it's delicious. I've got no doubt it's as delicious as it was 25 years ago. And in fact, we're buying better seeds, so it's more delicious, but it still is an idea that sounds like a great one to me, but. It can't all be winners, right? Right. How about a surprise big winner? Was there something you thought, oh, no one's gonna buy this, and then it's like super popular? Over the past few years, there is a love of anything baked with something other than wheat. So Dinkelbrot is a German recipe. Dinkel means spelt in German, so it's 
a spelt bread and people just love it and there's mashed potato in it and a little bit of rye and the mashed potato makes the crumb really tender and moist mm. and it's crispy on the outside and rolled in sunflower seeds so people really love it. Uh, since probably the last six months we're making a bread called country miche which has become my new favorite and it's got some flour that's grown up in traverse city along with some buckwheat and rye and a little bit of spelt so it's super delicious and baked really 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 dark and it comes in big four pound loaves so i just love love that i read an interesting tip about pie crust that surprised me you suggest to go darker than you're comfortable with I guess the simplest analogy is if you take a bite of raw onion, it tastes very different than if you brown an onion in a pan. Mm -hmm. And that browning brings out, it's a caramelization process. In baked goods, it's a similar, it's not caramelization, but it has the same effect that when you bake something dark, there is a, a sort of a magnification of the flavor. It makes it more intense. 150 years ago, baking was done in most homes on a nearly a daily basis. So it was a life skill. And this book, don't be afraid of it. Trust, read the process, follow the process, read the recipes, uh, be prepared and, and have some fun. And even if what you bake doesn't look like the photograph, Baking, I think, gives you a tremendous sense of personal satisfaction for making something in your own kitchen for your friends and family. And then whether it looks beautiful or not, almost every time it's going to taste incredible. So you'll get great joy from doing it. Well, after that little chat with Frank, I've decided I'm no longer watching my carbs. Or actually, I'm going to watch my carbs go in my mouth and down my throat covered in all kinds of interesting seeds <laughs> from Singerman's Bakehouse. All right, thank you so much for listening. Get thee to the bakehouse. Go grab a crust of delicious, beautifully colored bread and crumb, and then get in your kitchen and make some of your own. All right, take it easy. Till next time, enjoy your Zingerman's, and go blue. <laughs>